Hey guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio, but when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. Welcome to the Big MX Radio podcast show brought to you by Sickwix Candles as well as Medterra CBD, the absolute Best CBD products on the market. I'm holding my CBD in my hand right now, the CBD Plus Melatonin. I use it every single night that I need it to get a great night's sleep. I don't use it all the time because uh, obviously uh, getting addicted to or not uh, getting uh, a steady dose of melatonin all the time is not a great idea. Your body produces it naturally. So when you need a little extra melatonin, maybe you say you had a, co- a coffee uh, late at night or uh, yeah, maybe you had a sporting event that you went to. Uh, maybe maybe you're trying to get some sleep after uh, going to a, a Monster Energy Supercross and you're still wired heading to bed and you, you need to get up the next morning. Uh, Medterra's CBD plus melatonin, best product that that, I, that they have, in my opinion, uh, in addition to their topical cream, which is a cooling cream that uh, takes a sensation away from uh, your ailments, which for me, when I'm hitting the gym all the time, I definitely have a fair bit of those. You can go to medterracbd.com right now and enter discount code BIGMXRADIO15. You'll save 15% off your order, and I got a message from those guys saying today that you guys have been coming in huge for me. Um, buying up as much as $15,000 worth of product off those guys, which is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, and I can't wait to see more of those sales numbers rolling in. So thank you to Big MX Radio Nation for uh, coming through in the clutch and uh, and buying up some Medterra CBD product. Like I said, you can go to MedterraCBD.com and save 15% with Big MX Radio 15 as your discount code. On the line, and he's been patiently waiting for my two-minute intro to be completed he is a repeat offender. He is an incredible racer in his own right. He is a huge fan of the sport, and you know that he was he's grinning ear to ear knowing that the great James Stewart has now made a statement, and we'll talk about it in this podcast. His name is Dave Drakes, and he's a black man. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on cloud nine after the announcement, and... Uh... Yeah, you know, it's been a little bit since uh, I talked to you about some moto, so I'm, I'm in withdrawal, so it needs to happen, and we got to get into some moto stuff. Absolutely. And for, and for anybody who ever gives me shit about, uh, like, giving you shit about being black or, like, making black jokes, we are way too good of friends for that to bother you at all, so everyone can, exactly, you know, before exactly. they at me, um, know that uh, me and Dave have uh, probably one of the best two, like, back and forth relationships in the sport, so uh, we, we can make fun, and, and, and anytime you want to throw out some uh, some squarehead jokes or some German jokes or about how high the, the snowbanks are in Germany, go uh, feel free, my friend, I don't have things skin all can take it as well but uh indy has come and gone indiana indianapolis supercross you were in attendance uh let's talk 250s before we go to the big boy class uh and there's really not much to talk about other than the 24 machine in your program number one in your hearts austin forkner see you later he's got more than a race worth of lead right now um for all intents and purposes this one's over yeah, it's it's quite insane, man. Like, you know, you and I were kind of um, going back and forth about it in our live a little earlier. And, uh, man, he's winning in convincing fashion. It's it's really rare to see a 250 guy 
um, and, and at any stage of his career, whether it's a rookie or a vet or someone who's more of like that junior sophomore ish type of uh, tenure and two fifty class, like Austin Fortner is, um, it's it's tough to see them go on like such a winning spree, such like a dominant performance of being undefeated uh, at all of the um, the rounds that pertain to pertain to whichever uh, whichever coast they're on. Um, and he, you know he's in he's in good company with people like James Stewart and Carmichael. Um, yeah, this, is, this is quite masterful, man. What's that? What's that? Damon Huffman. You always forget about Damon Huffman. Yeah, yeah, and Huffman. Damon Huffman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huffmaster. I can't. I can't forget that. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's 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 doing it with uh, a pretty stacked field. I mean, he's going up against Chase Sexton, Mitchell Oldenburg, Justin Cooper. I mean, Martin Davalos, These guys are not slow, and he's just yarding these guys. And he's, his starts are phenomenal. I think he's the only guy in the entire series that knows how to nail his starts consistently. And it's showing, man. He's getting out front. He's staying away from the carnage. And he's just sprinting his ass off, getting that nice cushion, and just maintaining that lead. Um, and, you know, he's, he's riding like a, like somebody who's a, a, a experienced 450 rider. You know what I mean? He's, he's super solid. And uh, I think this guy might end up uh, playing the perfect season if he, if he continues. And I'm going to jinx him. Um, but I, I, I do think that he's uh, he's on track to make some pretty big things happen. So I'm excited to see. Um, and like I, like I said before, later Pot, I know uh, it's a little bit early to talk, talk about outdoors, but I'm excited to see how this helps his confidence and if this kind of uh, asserts him as the class leader overall moving into outdoors. Someone like uh, kind of reminds me of like a Villapoto once he kind of got his uh, – uh, his stronghold on the class. He just dominated for years and, you know, on the same same bike that Austin's on, being a little older, but uh, I wonder if Austin might uh, fall on those footsteps and start uh, clenching off championship for the championship like those guys did. Certainly within the, within the realm of possibility, one of the things that comes with uh, racing on the East is that you don't get as much time to uh, prepare for outdoors. Of course, those guys uh, get a little bit of outdoor testing in prior to their series uh, starting up. But uh, with a lead like this, uh, should allow for uh, Austin to, to actually do exactly that and have some extra time to, uh, to work on Supercross or to work on outdoors and, and get himself set up for that. He's uh, uh, just brimming with confidence. The kid's smiling everywhere he goes. A complete contrast to uh, his mood at a lot of those outdoors last year when things weren't exactly going his way. Uh, but if he's able to uh, continue these good vibes, maybe even get the better of uh, Adam Cincerolo in Vegas uh, and roll into outdoors. Uh, he has every bit of an opportunity to win these races as, uh, as anybody else does. Um, or, of, of those, uh, your top contenders being, of course, uh, your, your Chase Sexton's of the world, Justin Cooper, as well as uh, Adam Cincerolo and uh, uh, Dylan Ferrandez. I think that's basically your, your, your heavy, uh, heavy group of guys that are going to be making, making moves outdoors. Um, what, what's your take on uh, Chase Sexton's season so far? Uh, no wins on the year, obviously. Uh, Austin getting all of the wins in this class so far. Um, but uh, good starts. He's had speed, but just so far, nothing for uh, Austin Forkner. Yeah, this one's tough, too, because, I mean, this guy can put it up on pole position for for any practice. He's super technically sound. Very, very fast, super quick. Seems like he gels well with that Honda uh, CRF250. Um, I think it's just that extra little bit of intent- intensity um, or, or willingness to hang it out that Chase 
isn't really there yet. Austin will fight you for that whole shot and he will throw down some insanely aggressive laps to kind of get that cushion on people where chase he's okay with, with pushing, but I don't think anyone else, you know, uh, including chase would really ride that ragged edge uh, for the first couple of laps. Like Austin is, I mean, not only is he fast, confident and solid, but he's really, really willing to hang it out to that 102%, 103% where we start to see most people kind of um, start making mistakes, pushing the front end, um, which I might, and I, I'll be completely honest with you, I thought that that would be the kick with Austin was that would be that he would be up front, uh, getting a whole shot, super fast, and boom, would tuck the front or go down uh, through a rhythm or mistime something, and he's making me eat my words, man. He's just been super solid, super fast, uh, and and he's he's able to ride that edge and really make it work for him. So until these other guys kind of find that extra little bit, uh, really nail these whole shots, and I mean just just really really force their way into into that, that first play position and hold it. I don't think we're going to see Austin be contested, man. These guys are super capable of it. You can't tell me that Sexton and, Co- and Cooper aren't as uh, as talented as Forkner. They're, they are every trick of the imagination. It's just that extra little bit that, that Forkner's willing to uh, throw out there that's giving him such a huge points gap and uh, such a dominant performance in this 250 class. Yeah, he's, he's just been something special. Uh, the rest of the guys seem to just be uh, sort of picking up the pieces right now. Um, like, don't get me wrong, those guys are, are extremely talented athletes. Um, but I think they honestly, they, they see how fast Austin Forkner's going right now, and they literally like, I don't got nothing for that. Like, um, they like you look at the, the podium, and they just the two the two guys at the front of the pack just look like a bit of a defeated bunch. Um, and I can't I can't imagine it's any different for anybody else behind. Um, and of course, we've lost a little bit of the uh, uh, the depth out of this class is gone with Jordan Smith no longer uh, being a part of the fray, and uh, only one Geico guy being in there. Uh, so we, we do have some injuries uh, dealing with, and. Um, I think uh, between uh, between the two coasts, I, th- I think that uh, JGR's uh, top two fifty guy, as far as speed wise, is raw speed. Um, although I think like you could you could argue uh, Alex Martin is in the same uh, like speed category as a, as a um, Jimmy D. But uh, so far, honestly, as far as results go, and I think I, Jimmy D is the only one that has a podium this year. Uh, he's he's sort sort of. Uh, like out of the Suzuki guys, Jimmy's actually probably uh, seems to be the guy who's made the most amount of noise. A quiet night for uh, for the twenty six machine who was on the ground in the first corner, and he was pretty dis- displeased about that. You could see that because of uh, his reaction. But uh, but yeah, all, all in all, this is uh, this is Austin Forkner's uh, championship to win, and, and basically all the other storylines are based on uh, sort of who's tangling with who, mid pack or mid top ten or. Or uh, what can a kid like Josh Osby do? Or what can uh, how how far up can uh, Kyle Cunningham get into the uh, the mix with uh, this last weekend on a privateer uh, Honda getting uh, getting up in there with a seventh place? It's not bad whatsoever. That's pretty uh, that's that's pretty good considering he's ahead of uh, some guys on some pretty good equipment like Jordan Bailey, guys like Jordan Hartramf, uh and even uh, Mitchell Falk, who's enjoying his uh, rookie campaign. Which uh, he's coming off injury, so we'll give him a little bit of a uh, a mulligan on this last weekend. Uh, results yeah you know i think um kyle cunningham is like the east coast uh blows you know what i mean um he's uh 
he's he's riding some solid races and on a privateer bike. And you know Cunningham hasn't been the most uh, solid in the past couple of years, but I'll be damned if he doesn't look good in that Honda. He suits it really well. He's riding it very very nicely, um, and and I, I think he appreciates the lighter bike a little bit. To be honest with you, because I mean he's just throwing it wherever he, wherever he wants to, and and it, it looks like he's having fun on his ride. And so um, he definitely looks about a lot more competitive, a lot more racy than he has in the years past. So um, yeah, kudos to him, man. Shout out to whatever he's doing. That's that seems to be working for him. And um, yeah, echoing what you said, I'm kind of bummed on, on the JGR guys. I thought for sure that uh, Alex Martin, this would kind of be like his year to, to show people that he's not an outdoor-only type of rider, uh, which, you know, a lot of people tell him as that, as being only capable of pulling trigger for outdoors. Um, and, you know, and all the practice videos we've seen, all the interviews, it looks like he's, you know, he's putting the time on the, at the tracks. He looks super good through corners. Um, his, uh, his timing's down, uh, you know, and it, it's flawless. And the bike is just, it looks like it's a monster, but for some reason they can't get it done during the races. And, and I know that bike is just every bit as capable because we've seen Jimmy D uh, do some, some great things on it. And, um, you know, I'll be honest, even being a West uh, or sorry, Northeast kind of guy, um, I did not expect Jimmy to be the team captain of sorts at this point, but it's looking like that, man. He's really carrying this team on the, uh, on the West coast. So, um, yeah, I, I, I do expect him to get a little bit better as, as we kind of wind down towards the end of the season, we might see Martin get to get there and get a podium, um, but I think we'll really see him start to shine when he goes outdoors. Um, you know, I hate to jump on the bandwagon of saying that, you know, the Martin boys are only good outdoors, but, um, yeah, I really wish he was showing us something a little bit more and, and throwing a little bit more parity in this, into this class and challenging for those top three spots, which, you know, you know, he should be, he should be doing. Yeah, absolutely. He should be. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I, it's, uh, I, it's a bit puzzling, the Suzuki boys right now, but uh, I, I think they'll, they'll uh, right the ship uh, once they go outdoors with, with Alex. Uh, I think he, he's, he'll definitely be able to show uh, some serious speed, and maybe that's where his focus sort of switches to as he's currently fourth in points. He's still fourth in points. Wow, that's a huge disparagement. Look at the, like, do you have the results open in front of you right now? The difference between uh, the top five, like the top three, that's basically a race, uh, but then back to fourth is another full race, if not a little bit more. Um, yeah, it is a little bit more. Uh, back to fourth place, like uh, just kind of shows the inconsistency of that fifth, for, uh, fourth through ninth. Where, like, those guys have sort of jumbled them up, themselves up so much uh, as far as who gets what and who's losing a, a massive amount of points each weekend. Um, those top three have really separated themselves, and, and then from there, Austin's even uh, separated himself even a little bit more from the uh, the top two. So that, that's pretty wild to see. Yeah, I, I can't remember a time when we've seen this big of a points difference uh, in the 250 class, I mean, especially from the first, the top three guys down like that, like the last uh, up to the top seven. I mean, that's that's huge. I, mean, I don't think people really understand how how uh, big that is to, to amass that amount of points and that gap in such what such a short series. These guys don't race all you know full seventeen races. This has only been what maybe four or so, four or five races. So that's uh, that's that's pretty pretty incredible, and it really speaks to the consistency of the top three and just how much more of an extra level those guys are at. Absolutely, no, they've been impressive. Um, so uh, with that being said, um, who who do you think is having uh, probably their their most 
uh, standout season. Who's the biggest surprise? I guess is, should you say? Should I should say who's the biggest surprise of the two fifty East so far? Oh man, uh, I mean, obviously it goes without saying Fortner is killing it. He turned his complete Supercross career around with this with this year's racing. Um, he's had a pretty rough go at it, but I think this year, obviously, he's he's the man. Um, I think Sexton's having a pretty good a good year as well because he's kind of asserting himself as, yeah, I might not be quite there, but I'm nipping at the heels of Fortner, and um, you know, I, I'm a podium guy, and he's setting himself up good. I already expected Cooper to be pretty good, but um, I have to say Oldenburg. If I had to, if you really, you know, really stick me to it, I'd say Oldenburg because I mean. You know, he was out with injury, and he's kind of an unknown. People kind of sleep on him a little bit, and his name's not mentioned at the top five usually. Um, but he's he's been pretty consistent, man. Um, to be honest with you, not the most consistent, but um, he, he's he's sticking up there for somebody who we haven't really heard a lot from or, or heard his name mentioned very much. So, you know, being top six in points, he still has a lot of work to do. But um, overall, I think he was he's a he's a bit of a sleeper, and um, I, I think he's gonna. He's going to use this momentum to better himself outdoors and make a run at the campaign next year. But um, I say he's pretty solid for a, for a dude that we don't really hear from much from. Absolutely. I totally agree. Let's throw it to commercial break right now here on the Big MS Radio Podcast, brought to you by Medterra CBD, as well as Sigwix Candles. But, uh, yeah, go to MedterraCBD.com right now. Enter discount code BigMXRadio15 to get 15% off your order, and like I said earlier, I appreciate you guys coming in in droves, buying up over $15,000 worth of merchandise off that website over the last couple of months, and that is fantastic. We love how you guys are really embracing that. We'll be right back here on the Big MX Radio Podcast. Hey, Big MX listeners. Thanks for listening to this episode. Check out these commercials, support our sponsors, we'll be right back to the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, Big MX listeners, let's talk a little bit about Sick Wicks Candles. Sick Wicks is the small business that you may not have heard of so far, and that's why they're on the show right now. That's why we need to get you informed. Soy-based candles are phenomenal. They're not made with the same harmful chemicals that a paraffin wax candle are made from, and the scents are unbelievable. You need to check these out. The Morning Moto smells like coffee. The Privateer smells like beer, as it should. All these awesome candles, you gotta check them out. They're motocross dedicated and, uh, they, they, they burn nice and clean. They got that wood wick that sounds awesome. It pops and crackles just like a real fire. And, uh, it's gonna make your garage smell better. It's gonna make your living room smell better. And if you take them into the bedroom, don't tell me about it, but enjoy it. You're gonna love these candles and you can find them at sickwicks.com. Head there right now. Enjoy them and you're gonna love them. Absolutely. Check them out. Only recently have the health benefits of CBD products been acknowledged by the masses. CBD is every bit as powerful as it is misunderstood. In the past, we've known so little about a vital system that exists in every single one of us. Medterra CBD products promote wellness and overall improved health so that you can be your very best each day. A passionate and dedicated staff have developed an impressive lineup of CBD products which help as a sleep aid, an anti-inflammatory, and for pain relief. Why choose Medterra CBD? Medterra CBD products are of the highest quality, purity tests are done extremely frequently, 
and their responsive and dedicated customer care team will guide you through your CBD journey. For more information or to browse Medterra CBD's products, please visit www.medterracbd.com. Medterra CBD, our CBD, your health. Since 1979, Maxima USA has changed lubrication. Industry-leading products have equated to hundreds of championships wherever quality lubricants are needed. Maxima has built a reputation for great quality by earning lifelong customers one at a time. Customers who trust in the complete lineup of products from Maxima USA. From our flagship Castor 927 mixing oil to our famous SC1, and the full array of market-leading products. Maxima has what you need on the track and in the garage. Maxima racing oils are proudly made in the USA. For more information, visit www.maximausa.com. Big MX listeners, Supercross season is coming, and that means the return of the collective experience. Nobody brings you closer. Nobody gives you an exclusive experience where you are part of a privateers racing program throughout the day i'm talking pre-race strategy filming practice session sessions talking about the racetrack meeting the riders getting cool swag getting to hang out with guys like dave drakes getting to hang out with guys like me at the track it's an awesome program and the money goes right back to the privateers you're actually supporting their racing program and you get a really cool experience check it out google the collective experience First thing that pops up, you can check out their intern program. You can check out all that fun stuff. You guys need to get on this program. Check it out. You can like Collective EX, I believe, on Instagram. Uh, the Collective XP is their uh, website, I believe. Check them out. The Collective Experience. Dave Drake's over there, great friend of mine, and he wants you guys to be part of this program. Check it out. Can't wait to see you there. The Collective Experience, a proud sponsor of the Big MX Radio podcast. What's up, Big MX Radio listeners? I can't thank you enough for listening to this episode of the Big MX Radio podcast. It means so much to me that you guys would take time out of your day to listen to the podcast. Hopefully you're entertained. Hopefully you guys find some information that you didn't already get from another podcast. And uh, if you guys have any requests whatsoever on content you'd like to see on the Big MX Radio podcast, please send me either a direct message on Instagram. If you're not already following, I hope you do. It's bradgebhart88 on Instagram. And you can also find me via email, bradgebhart88 at gmail.com. Hit me up in the DMs. And uh, thank you again for listening to these uh, really important commercials. Uh, We do our best to uh, plug our sponsors. And I hope that you guys support our sponsors like Medterra CBD as well as uh, Maxima Racing Oils and uh, Fly Racing is coming on soon and uh, really looking forward to that. So thanks again for listening to the Big MX Radio podcast. Garrett, Dale, all all my good friends that are listening, I really appreciate you guys uh, making the time to listen to the podcast and uh, thanks again and uh, let's get back to the show. And we're back, Big MX Radio podcast brought to you by Medterra CBD. We're talking 450s now. We're uh, well into this podcast. We're getting into the witching hours here. I'm going to have to uh, put you to bed at some point there, uh, Dave. So let, let, let's uh, make this quick on the on the 450 class. He finally gets his uh, first 450 win of 2019 on his 11th try. Marvin Muscan uh, creeping his way just ever a little bit closer to that championship fight. He's uh, with his teammate, 
Cooper Webb. Um, it was an all-orange podium. We've seen that three times already this season. Um, like, if that's not if that's not a great ad for uh, for for KTM's, I don't know what is. But uh, yeah, pretty impressive. Not gonna lie. And uh, yeah, so what did you think of of Marvin's? Uh, I believe he got the uh, the whole shot, and uh, he led a lot of laps. See you later. I thought it was awesome, man. It was. It just shows just how stacked this 450 class is. Um, I'm surprised that Marvin hasn't had a win already. He's, he's been riding pretty decent, especially uh, in Oakland where he caught uh, Cooper and rode him in up until like the last like second where Cooper just edged him out and held him off. Uh, but I thought for sure after following that ride that he would have much more success this year. Um, so I'm a bit surprised with his first one, but nonetheless, I'm glad that he got it. Um, and he really rode very well. It's kind of weird because Marvin is so good technically, and this track was more technical once the track did break down because you had to really watch your lines, um, you know, mind your P's and Q's. A lot of the a lot of the sections that were, that were critical, like the whoop section or the dragons or some of the step on step offs, they were getting super rutted, and you really had to be mindful of where, what you were doing. And that's kind of where Marvin shines. But we've also had those tracks early in the season, so I'm kind of wondering what that little uh, that extra little spark was that that uh, that helped Marvin out. I think it might have had to do with a pretty decent start. Um, but yeah, great to see it um, again. Like you said. Uh, uh, all KTM podium, which, I mean, those guys are selling a shit ton of bikes right now, so I'm sure they're happy with that. But, yeah, it's really good to see Marvin um, get that little boost of confidence that you know his, uh, you know comes with these wins and uh, and try to get a little bit more mix-up and, um, and parity in the class. Uh, I, I'm very curious to see how this feels Cooper moving into next week, if this is going to really let a fighter under his ass and get him, uh, you know, those – good starts and, this, and maybe see another Cooper Webb win, or if this is going to uh, inspire Marvin to shut that down uh, before it even starts and keep nailing these, uh, these whole shots and, and, um, and asserting himself as, uh, as a, another, another potential winner, which a lot of people wrote him off of uh, as the season progressed. So I think, I think this is, this is good for this, uh, good for the sport, good for the series, tighten things up a little bit. And um, I'm pumped, man. This is just one more guy that can win one more guy that's uh uh, making this action so exciting to watch, and uh, it, I can't, I can't wait for this weekend, man. Seattle's going to be awesome. Praying for no rain, but I just want to see a, a Webb Marvin Baggett sort of battle fest. Absolutely, there's got to be some tense moments when they're training, uh, and, and also, also, also some uh, FTGs uh, when they're alone. Um, because it's getting close for 14 points, six races to go, um, lots of racing to be done yet. Uh, but from, from my perspective, um, it's about as close to being a two, two horse race as it can be without, uh, sort of, uh, completely eliminating Eli Tomac from the championship hunt. Although he's only, uh, was that 22 points down? Not a full race, but hell, damn close to it. Uh, 21 points down, 21 points down. Uh, that, like, he needs something bad to happen. Like, he can't he, he, he can't just keep even just winning races, which he hasn't even shown that he's been capable of that uh, this season. Um, like, go on a run, win some races, and have Cooper get seconds. He needs uh, a mistake 
so it, for all intents and purposes, his uh, his kind of fate is not even in his own hands right now with uh, with six races to go. Obviously, he can go out there and do the best he can, which his best is winning races, don't get me wrong. Uh, but consistently, week after week, he's just shown himself to uh, when things don't go his way, when things are when he's faced with some adversity on the track, he seems to fold up and uh, be a bit mentally susceptible to uh, uh, just some adversity. And that's seriously what's getting him down. Uh, a third third in points right now, not great. A fourth this last weekend and, and doing it by quite some margin. Uh, that's just puzzling, especially after a Daytona where he just smashes everybody and uh, he won Detroit and obviously won the mud race in San Diego. Um what what's what what are we what what are we watching here, Dave? Yeah, this one this one's tough, man. I mean, uh a rider that's so capable of being dominant and and just a a class leader like Tomek, which is what we've seen from him in the past, you know, in outdoors and even this past uh was it October at, at Monster Cup. Um it, I don't think we've ever seen somebody that's been like defeated mentally like this and been uh, kind of upset by an underdog and not only like not put up a fight, but just drop back so far. It, it's, it's kind of like, uh, like rare to see something like that, especially from somebody of Eli's caliber. So um, it's, it's very tough. I think he's just such a mental rider and a lot of, a lot of these little mistakes that he's making or seeing Cooper kind of get up front early. Well, he's kind of mired back in the pack um, watch, he's, he's kind of like losing hope a little bit. I feel like, and it's just getting into his head. And once, once one thing kind of unravels, it's just downhill for him. And we've seen it in the past. We've seen it at, you know, East Rutherford, I think it was, uh, a year ago, two years where he just kind of totally unraveled, made Ricky mistake after Ricky mistake. Um, and, and, and just lost a ton of points and just really couldn't get out of that, that lull. And I think it's it's the same, man. Um, I we haven't seen a dominant Eli performance where he goes in like a five to six, seven race uh, winning streak, and I think a lot of that has to do with just you know Cooper kind of bullying him a little bit and and getting his head, and uh, along with some of these other guys too. So it's oh man, it's so tough to call, and it's really uncharacteristic of what we think Eli Tomac to be. So. Um, yeah, I, I would love to get to the guy's helmet and figure out what it is. If it's uh, you know a mental thing, if he's just beating himself down a little bit. I know it's not equipment because you know he's got uh, one badass bike underneath him that's capable of winning championships. So, um, man, it's it's really weird to see. And I, I expected just a little bit more stubbornness, a little bit more fight from Tomac, but we're just not seeing it. It's just strange. It's it's like we haven't even other than. Um one one of the the triple crowns where he just put the boots to everybody, which was the first one he won by quite some margin. He still hasn't looked like 2017, 2018 Eli, where he's just like ripping through the pack, tons of corner speed, uh, the great starts from last year. We just haven't seen it, um, especially not consistently. And and I honestly can think of only one instance this year where uh, where he was completely just lights out way better than everybody and it's just su- super puzzling maybe there's still some back issues maybe uh, the the new bike is is that much more difficult to uh, to dial in than uh, an ex- than he expected or whatever uh, but doesn't seem to be working for the guy uh, it, it's uh, it's not good um, 
Let's work our way through the rest of the top ten, though. Uh, I think uh, those guys are going to fight things out and take points away from each other uh, for the rest of the series. Actually, if uh, for Eli Tom Eli Tomac, the best thing in in uh, for him would be to win races and have Marvin finish second to uh, to further steal points away from Cooper Webb. But uh, I think Cooper's going to have something to say about that weekend after weekend. Um, Justin Barsha comes back uh, after I think he was in Daytona. Uh, maybe he wasn't. Was he in Daytona? Maybe I can't remember. Um, but either way, uh, a fifth place. Like, and, and he was coming a strong ride after uh, a couple of races off uh, with uh, with injury. Uh, Joey Savacci, another strong rookie performance in the sixth spot, and uh, another 450 rookie with I believe matching his uh, season's best. With uh, Zach Osborne, that was uh, a nice little freight train, and those guys were able to edge out Ken Roxon, who I was surprised to see as far back as eighth. Yeah, oh man, that that was a bummer for me. I actually Roxon was my pick to win the championship, and over the past couple of races, it looks like he's losing steam a little bit, and um, he came in with such like oh uh, just such ferocity, you know, in the first couple of rounds and. Um, was so close to winning that one. I think it was Atlanta when him and uh, Cooper just went down neck to neck and neck to the finish line. Um, and yeah, I mean, this guy was uh, just this audit man. And it looks like he's as of late, he's just dropping off more and more. And um, it's, it's such a bummer, man, because he came with such such good momentum and confidence. And um, like I said, he was my pick. So I think this is. This should be like the the worst he does for the season, and everything else from here out should be either first or second because he's starting to drop down in points, and people are starting to kind of doubt his ability and if he can get the job done. And that's just you shouldn't be able to say that that same thing and Ken Rocks in the same sentence. But as of late, man, it's looking like that's uh, that's the case. So uh, you know, I'm really hoping that this weekend in Seattle things turn around for him. We can get those starts nailed. Um, and that same time, I can go for a lot of these guys, but if you can get those starts down and really put up a good fight, um, you know, to the likes of Eli and, and uh, Blake Baggett and Marvin Muskan, Cooper Webb, um, and just let these guys know that, you know, he he's going to throw his Honda in the mix. It's going to be a uh, orange or red podium. And, um, yeah, he, he's got he's to get happen, man. It's, it's too late in the series to just go for eights and, you know, anything off of, uh, off of the podium. It just can't be happening. I agree. I, I totally agree, and uh, um, he's the only guy in the top five in points that doesn't have a win, uh, although uh, two of them only have the one win, but uh, either way, um, yeah, it's, uh, better night, better days uh, uh, need to happen for Ken Roxon, and uh, for those, but uh, a, a lull in the middle of the season is not completely um, strange to Kenny, uh, that's actually was a knock on him uh, on his Suzuki days, and even his KTM days, where uh, he'd see a little bit of a dip in uh, the kind of the, the middle of his championship. I think we, we saw that uh, definitely on Suzuki, uh, and I believe that was 2014, and um, and and it was his first year on uh, on the Suzuki, and, and even when he uh, made a pretty strong effort uh, in a couple of his championships on the, on the KTM. So uh, yeah, I, they, we have we've seen. A long season sort of wear on Kenny, and of course he's dealing with some uh, some mental stuff at home with his brother-in-law dealing with uh, his tragic inju- injury. Uh, one of basically he's got to be his best friend uh, in in Blake Savage, and of course we re- wish uh, Blake a full full recovery. 
but uh, yeah, it's it's surprising to see him as far back as he was this last weekend. Uh, eighth place, he must have been damn near not even on the lead lap, which is uh, not where you want to be when you're you're supposed to be ch- challenging for championships. But nevertheless, um, I think that uh, he'll be able to turn things around in a Seattle where it's uh, supposed to be pretty soft there. I'm not sure if it's gonna be a full blown mutter. Hopefully not. But uh, either way, uh, I was impressed with um, with a ride from from. Justin Brayton, honestly, uh, like he's had some ups and downs this year. So, some, uh, some, obviously, certainly a better night than tenth place. But I thought that this was a uh, a race where um, just being consistent out there and and being able to just like hit your marks was absolutely apparent. Most guys were not doing anything special. There weren't too many options, and he was uh, in the mix and and, uh, and finishing in there with uh, with Dean Wilson, Chad Reed, and uh, ahead of guys like Cole Seeley and stuff like that. Like he's uh, damn near uh, the, the top Honda guy on the on the night. So that was, that was a pretty good ride for Justin Brayton. Yeah, I thought it was pretty pretty good as well. I mean, um, I don't know why, but I just I had a feeling that this. Uh, the Indianapolis track was kind of reminiscent of like a arena cross for some weird reason. It kept making parallels and we you know Brayton, um, arena cross master. So yes, we got feet wet. So, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, um, I, I kind of expected him to just do a little bit better, but still, I mean, the competition is going up against and just how stacked this field is. I mean, um, it's, it's just, it's, Awesome just to see him in the mix and being super competitive like he is. Um, he still has a lot of fans out there, and, and on any given weekend, this guy could pull out a win like we saw last year at Daytona. Uh, so uh, yeah, it, it's just it's good to see Brayton up there, just uh, just still in the mix, still able to put it in there when he needs to. And um, I, I can guarantee that he's going to have at least one more top five, top seven before the season's out. Fair enough. I think you're. Uh... Yeah, you're uh, you're on the right track there. Um, we won't be able to finish this podcast without talking about one of your athletes with the collective experience. You can uh, purchase a uh, a VIP experience with this rider. He made the main event for the first time all year long. Uh, hopefully, this this uh, basically uh, triggers an avalanche of main event finishes. Um, for this rider, uh, he changed numbers this year. He changed gear brands this year. He changed just about everything but his socks. Adam Entignat put it in the main event. 20th place, not too shabby. Um, finally makes it in, and uh, good for Adam. I, I was honestly, I, I was surprised uh, to see him get in there. Uh, he, he'd been struggling all season long, and it just didn't seem to have that spark, even in the LCQs, uh, getting the, get, like, in the, in the, in the teens rather than uh, in the top five of those uh, fighting for those transfer spots. Very puzzling, but uh, all business on uh, this past Saturday, put in the main, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I was just pumped that he finally did it, man. I've been talking to him the last couple of uh, races and um, I told him, you know, it's, there's nothing that separates him from the guys that are winning these LCQs or getting these transfer spots. It's just starts were lacking. I think he had like a little bit of a mental block and, uh, I think this past weekend things just came together for him, and um, you know, the, the, really he's he's on par with a lot of these uh, a lot of these guys that are making it consistently, like at Ben LeMay or Brees, who we've seen make it in. Um, uh, you know, we've seen AJ Cat make it in a couple times, and I was like, man, you're right, right in par with those guys. Just that extra little bit off the start, and just you know, just have that confidence in yourself that you can be up front with these guys and you can uh, make it make it into these mains and get score yourself some points and. Um, you know, cement yourself in there. So, 
he made it work. I'm super stoked for him, man. I know his whole team was excited. Um, it's good to get that monkey off your back, especially when you're on a team like he is this year, buffed up in support and, um, and exposure and stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm probably see it happen. I, I really hope that, uh, that we can see more of this. And like I always say, good rides spark confidence for these guys. And, and all you need is a little bit of confidence to really get yourself to the next level. So I, uh, I, I, I do suspect he'll get a couple more of these. Uh, I want him to, to, get, to keep doing better and, and keep, uh, Keep doubt, the doubt, the doubters, because you know he's 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 got a lot of them now that he switched brand and stuff like that, and um, I think he's uh, I think he's a solid enough guy where he can make this happen whenever he wants, and um, just a matter of nailing things down. So congrats to him. Hopefully he continues it on in Seattle, and uh, the '97 Deuce Deuce can uh, can get some points under his belt. Uh, the uh, uh, I don't even know the the Spanish for. Was it be like the? I don't know. I, it's he needs to be the seven <laughs> yeah, deuce deuce again, and the way he's going, he likely will be. Um, but uh, I, I hope that he completely turns the rest of the season around, and hopefully, uh, yeah, good better days ahead for uh, Adam Entick Knapp. Uh, good ride for him. Uh, it's pumped to see him get in. You know, he was genuinely excited about that and uh, battling up there with fellow. Uh, Fellow uh, Hep Suzuki uh, rider Kyle, Kyle Chisholm. I, I'm still waiting for a, a, a week, weekend where we get all three of those guys in. You know, Alex Ray was uh, not happy to not make the main this last weekend. He must have had a crash uh, in that one, uh, battling for a, a transfer spot. But uh, maybe him missing that spot is what allowed uh, Adam to get in, and that's a good thing. So, uh, yeah. Um, any other thoughts on the 450 class as we go into Seattle? Where uh, Let's look up the... Uh, the weather report for Seattle coming up this weekend. What are your thoughts rolling into the weekend? Uh, this track is usually one of the like, more soft tracks, and we've seen in the past get just a tiny bit rocky. So um, I think that's going to play play into um, some riders' uh, strong suits, like maybe like a Marvin Moosegan, where you have to really pick and choose your lines and really hop and skip through some of the whoops that get broken down or find some unique lines in the rhythms. Um, he could shine, or if it's just an all-out, just, you know, super soupy, wet, uh, just rut-filled track, you know, Tomac could uh, could assert himself as a winner for the weekend since he kind of shines in those um, those type of uh, conditions. And, you know, you can't count out someone like a Justin Barsha either. I mean, that guy, that guy really likes a good mud race, and he likes when things are a little sloppy. So um, you could see an upset like that, uh, like we've seen at, uh, at uh, Anaheim 1. So... Um, this, this could play into a number of, of riders' hands, and uh, I'm hoping with everything in my being that it's not a mud race because you know I hate mud races for Supercross. Um, but yeah, it, it could definitely uh, it could definitely hurt or uh, or help a lot of the top three, um, which these guys could uh, could use every single point since things are so close right now. I mean, if Marvin gets another win or or if Baggett um, throws himself up there and Cooper has just a little bit off weekend. I mean, the points could totally switch up and we could see just a complete 180 of how things are. So um, from a fan standpoint, we all love that, but I'm sure these guys want to keep things uh, uh, a little bit more a little bit more spaced out, a little bit more uh, in their favor as possible. So I'm excited for it. I, I, think, uh, I think this is going to be a good one. There you go. And uh, 
Also, two fifties coming back from the West Coast uh, this weekend coming up. Excited to see that. That's going to be amazing. These guys are extremely talented, and that championship is all is as hot as it gets. See if Adam Cincerolo can uh, continue his dominance. See if uh, Colt Nichols can't climb back to the top step of the podium once again. Either way. We'll talk about it in one week's time. Dave Drake's here on the Big MX Radio Podcast. He is the sole proprietor over at the Collective Experience. And if you want to be brought into a racer's program for the day like no other, a VIP experience, you will not get anywhere else on the internet. You won't get it in the pits. You won't get it anywhere else. You have to go to thecollectivexp.com and sign up with one of your amazing uh, riders to do it with, whether it's uh, Alex Ray, Adam Knapp. AJ Catanzaro or, or a host of your other guys that you have an awesome list of dudes to, uh, to sign up with. Dave Drakes, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Oh, man, always fun to talk to Moto and dig into this thing. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk in a week's time, man. Absolutely. Well, you have yourself a great rest of your day. Do not hang up just yet. For podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. Boom, good podcast. Long yeah, one fun, man. because of Conquest talk. And then CBD talk, but and then no, there will awesome. be editing. Uh, but either way, I had fun. Yeah, dude, it was good. Definitely good. Sorry, I missed last week. I was testing in Florida and just exhausted, dude. I've been burning on both ends of the candle and just ugh. that was that was no good. Fair enough. But we're getting through it. Yeah, we're getting yeah. through it. Exactly, but. I'm going to head off to bed, get all some right. stuff together, and uh, yeah, I'll text you in the morning. Sounds good, my friend. I'll uh, make sure I edit out all the uh, all the details. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, have some good. All right, man. I'll, I'll, talk, I'll talk to you soon. Night, buddy. All right, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Radio Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Maxima USA, proven under the toughest conditions. The Collective Experience. Access your dreams at thecollectivexp.com. Sickwix candles, soy candles, and wax melts for moto fans like you. Medterra CBD. Our CBD, your health. Find out more at medterracbd.com.